on transforming lives. Andrew went. He found Peter. The Bible tells us that Jesus went and found Nathaniel. I mean, and Philip. And Philip went and found Nathaniel. They did not wait for them to come. Yes, God will send people, and God has been doing that. But we shouldn't wait for that. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Andrew went. He found Peter. The Bible tells us that Jesus went and found Nathaniel. I mean, and Philip. And Philip went and found Nathaniel. They did not wait for them to come. Yes, God will send people, and God has been doing that. But we shouldn't wait for that. We should go. Amen. We should go. The reason why Andrew went to, 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 to his brother Peter, you can see it in the words that he said to Peter. He said, we have found the Messiah. He was excited with his, because he met Jesus. He was excited about it. He was not trying to hide it. He was excited about meeting Jesus. It was like finding a long lost friend. He was excited about his new relationship with Jesus. So he told his brother, come, we have found the Messiah. Amen. We should get excited about our relationship with God. We should get excited about our relationship with God. The second thing that I see in this particular passage, Jesus said, Go ye therefore into all the world, go therefore into and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Pastoring the believers, or, 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 or once you, you have You've got to, gotten the person say, what do you do? Do you just leave them? Once you have invited the person to the church, what do you do? Do you just leave them? What do you do? That's what Jesus is saying here. Amen. Go and baptize them. Cause them to belong. Make them a part of your small group. Make them a part of your friends. Make them to belong to, uh, 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 to, to, to the things that you belong to. Amen. Break, invite them in. Spend time with them. Gain, uh, 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 allow them to, to gain access to you. And gain access, introduce them to other people. Pastor them, so to speak. Love them. Share with them. Jesus said, go and baptize. Amen. 
Now, if you if you if you if you look at um, at most of these uh, these uh, these people that went to Jesus and, and talked to Jesus, Andrew and, and Philip and Peter, um, that went to Jesus. If you find if you notice with all of them is that when they encountered Jesus, they left Jesus' presence. They went and invited their, their, their friend, relative, or somebody from the community. And as they did that, they were able to speak to them. They were able to tell them something about Jesus. They shared their experiences with them. They shared their testimony. They shared what Jesus meant to them. Amen? An example was with, with Philip. Philip said to Nathaniel, um, We have found the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. And, and, and Nathaniel said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip didn't have an answer. Philip said, come and see. Come and experience. You just come. And I can guarantee you, when you see him, you will be changed. He said something to him that brought him. Amen. He said something to him. Amen. When uh, um, during the day of Pentecost, when, when the, the people were, were complaining and mocking the disciples and they were thinking that they were drunk, and Peter stood up and began to preach the gospel, Peter had to open his mouth and say to them, about this Jesus. He had to tell them something about Jesus that caused 3,000 of them to give their heart to Christ. Amen. Yes, we need to live our lives before people. But God has called us to say, to speak to them. The Bible says, go and preach. The idea of preaching the gospel is proclaiming what God has done. Amen? It's not just living. We must say something to people. Each one of us encounter people all, all day. Amen? And some of us, we have to purposefully go to places to meet people. Because you get, in, get up in the morning, get in your car, go to work, get from work, come straight back home. And sometimes the only people you encounter are people at your job. But we must get outside of our comfort zone in order to meet people. The Bible says Jesus went to Bethsaida to meet Philip. Amen? Jesus had no business in Bethsaida, but he went there to meet Philip. We must get out of our comfort zone. Amen? But we must speak to people. We must encourage them. We must minister to them. We must show them the goodness of God. Amen? We must let them know that they can trust God. That God can be trusted. By the way we demonstrate our lives to them, by the way we, we live our own lives, by letting them know that you can trust God. In this generation where there's business and people are, are busy doing all kinds of things, you can't be faithful to God. You must let them know. Amen? You must let them know. That you can be faithful to God. You can love God. You can be faithful to Him. You can serve Him with all your heart. You can make sure, uh, 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 make sure that, 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 uh, that you live a life that is, that is uh, 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 surrounded to God. Amen? The third thing that we see in this passage, Jesus said, Go, therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Amen? The third thing is to disciple them, is to teach them, prepare them. Amen? Make sure that you don't just 
get them born again. No mother will born a child and leave that child to just grow by itself. Amen. I mean, you, you'll be labeled as a bad mother if you do that. Amen. Every mother, in fact, there's, there's an instinct in women that, that that motherly instinct that even they push everybody, everything else aside just to, to make sure that they are able to secure that child and nourish that child so that that child can be healthy. Amen. Hallelujah. So the, that's, that's inborn in them. So mother, and, 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 as a mother, you, you, you desire to nourish the child. The Bible is saying to us, that Jesus is saying that we need to disciple people just like a parent would take care of his own. Amen? Just like a parent would take care of his own, you must disciple that person. Teach them godliness. Amen? The whole aspect of, of discipling is, is training somebody to become a disciplined follower of Jesus Christ. Amen? To teach somebody to become disciplined followers. Now, one of the things I have learned in any discipleship process is that you yourself have to be disciplined. You see, I can't teach you to pray if I'm not praying. Amen? And I will find all kinds of excuses. I will even make you worse. Amen? If I'm not praying and I'm trying to teach you to pray, I will make all kinds of excuses and you will be a worse person. You will not even desire to pray. Because my, the spirit that I have on the inside of me will be transferred to you. You see, it's not everything that we say that people catch. Amen. So we have to make, and I, this is what I've learned as a, as, 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 a, as a child of God. This is what I've learned. You grow faster when you are doing something. And also, you don't have time with all the petty things if you are doing something. Amen. If you want your life, your spiritual life to be on a high, you get somebody and start discipling them. I can guarantee you, you will pray, you will fast, you will do everything you want to do because when you sit in front of that won't be disciple and they ask you questions, if you're the kind of person that you, you, you don't want to be embarrassed and, 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 and to be perceived that you just, you just in this thing as a joke, you will pray, you will ask God because there are some questions they will ask you, you won't have answers, you will have to go find it. You will grow faster. Amen. You will grow. Amen. Your, 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 your spiritual walk with Jesus, your prayer life, your, your, your love life, your, the way you behave, it will change radically if you start to disciple somebody. It's important. It's important to God. Church, this is the only way we move from this cycle. That's the only way. You know, every time I, I go back, that's why I, I, I said this morning, I needed you all to pray. Because it, it was, it, every time I go back to this, every time I study on this particular section of the Bible, the Spirit of God always said to me, this is the only way. It's the only way it will happen. One person changing the lives of another person and encouraging that person to duplicate himself. If we can do it, the, the, the sky is the limit. I can, tell, I can guarantee if we would turn our heads, God would smile on us so much, revival will break forth in forgiveness. 
if we will focus on one. See, I'm not saying two, just one. One person. Amen. Disciple them. Now, what does it mean? The Bible gave us two things, and please bear with me, I need to, to finish this. I've got a few more minutes. The Bible said two things about discipling. Okay, one in Second Timothy chapter four. I mean chapter two, verse one to four. The Bible says Paul gave a, 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 a very, very good uh, uh, um, principle concerning discipleship. He said in, in, to, to Timothy, he said, The things that I have taught you, teach it to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Hello? He said, The things I have taught you, teach it to faithful men who will teach Others. How many generations are there? Hello? Four generations, right? Paul was the initial teacher. Right? He said to Timothy, the things I have taught you. So he was telling Timothy, you my disciple. I spent time with you. I taught you something. Teach it to faithful men. That means find people who are faithful and teach them. And those people who are faithful will find others who are faithful and teach them. Four generations. Paul duplicated himself in Timothy. Paul was still doing it. So Timothy and Paul became two. By the time Timothy had found a faithful person, Timothy and Paul had four persons. See that? By the time the faithful people had found somebody else to disciple, they had eight. When they continue, that's why the Bible could say that these men have turned the world upside down. That's why the Bible could say that the gospel had gone through all of the known world. Why? Because they were focused on discipline. They were focused on discipline. Look at the early church. You see, the, in, in the Bible, in theology, they have something about the, 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 um, the principle of first beginning. That means whatever is mentioned first, and whatever is done first, it is the, the intention, the original intention of God. When you look at the church, the early church, if you want to know how a church should operate, look at the early church, the book of Acts. Not the Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, Charismatic. No, the Book of Acts church. That's God's idea of a church. Amen? And if you look in the Book of Acts, the first thing that the disciples did was that the disciples established small groups to minister to one another. Hello? Peter preached. One sermon, 3,000 persons got saved. Peter could say, well, we have the largest church in Jerusalem, so let's continue to preach. Let's another 3,000. No, the first thing that he said, okay, he learned from Jesus. They learned from Jesus. They knew that they could not do it alone. So they encouraged the members of the church to disciple others. That's why the Bible records in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, that the disciples... They gave themselves to the apostles' doctrine. They focused on learning about God, but then they went from house to house, ministering and enjoying each other's company, and because of that, God multiplied the church. 
Do you think that Peter and the apostles were the only ones saving people? Were they the only ones preaching this gospel? Were they the only ones loving people? Were they the only ones caring for people and encouraging people? No! There's no way one person can take care of 3,000 persons. Now the good thing about it is that God is the one who called you here. Who brought you here. God has already trained you. For some of you, we need to train you. But for others of you, God has already trained you, prepared you, and brought you here. Amen? The reason why God trained you and brought you here and not brought you here as a baby so that we can train you was because God knew the potential that he had in you and he wanted you to help. Because there are people who need help here in this community. Amen? God wants us to disciple. So Paul said to Timothy, the, the things that I have taught you, teach it to others. And they will teach to others. So, so let's look at the whole discipleship making process. The first thing is teaching. Now, what is teaching? Teaching is imparting spiritual information, scriptural information. So you tell people about you know, the importance of reading the Bible, the importance of prayer, the importance of studying the Word, and, and you know how to live, how to. You, you, you instruct them by talking to them. Like, I'm, I'm sharing with you right now, I'm preaching right now, but I'm giving you instructions concerning what God's mind is. That's teaching. Amen. But then teaching has more, uh, 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 not only uh, 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 sharing information, but it also involves training. Say training. You see, when you, 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 if you just teach, and you just give somebody information, it is difficult for that person to apply the information because sometimes some people are visual. Amen. You, you understand what I mean by people are visual? That means some people learn that thing. Amen. Now, the person who learns by seeing, if you just give them information, if you just speak to them, they won't learn. Right? They have to see something. So you have to demonstrate what you're teaching. Amen. And that's training. Because training requires you exercising, showing, modeling. Okay, you know, we were talking about praying, right? So when you, what you do, you come. When you start to pray, you start to worship God first. You talk to God. And you know, as you talk to God, and you praying with them, showing them how to pray, and you praying with them, and they're learning the thing you pray. So, when they go back to the, by themselves, they say, well, you know, I remember he said, when you start praying, you need to worship God, so I need to worship God first. So they learn, they have seen it, and they apply it. That's training. The Bible tells us to train up the children the way they should go. That means demonstrate to the children the way to live for God. Amen? And you do it by modeling before them. Amen? That's why children will do more what you do than what you say. Because children are mostly visual. They see you, they want to be like you. They are excited, they are innocent, they want to be like you. Amen? They want to do everything that you do. That's why a child will copy what the mother does or what the father does. Because the child wants to be like the mother. Amen? Mode of godliness. That's what the Bible says. Amen? But then also, uh, uh, um, teaching in, in, includes instilling uh, or developing character. You see, it is not sufficient to gain knowledge. It is not sufficient to exercise. It is important to internalize what you get. And that's character. Character are internalized. 
Amen. You, you, your habits or the things that you are exercising, the things that you are practicing, it becomes a part of you. Amen. When it becomes a part of you, then nobody has to force you to do something. You do it naturally. Amen. That's why when Jesus left, when the disciples were ministering in the book of Acts, the Bible says that the scribes and the Pharisees recognized that these people have been with Jesus. Jesus accomplished the fact of discipling these men. They were just like him. They ministered exactly like him. The same radical way that Jesus told the disciples that they were bunch of hypocrites, it was the same radical way the, the disciples were telling them that we must obey God and not you. They saw Jesus in them. That's what happens when you spend time with a would-be disciple and you instill him. I'm praying. You see, I say have hope that one day God will give me somebody that looks exactly like me, loves exactly like me, focuses exactly like me. Forget about my shortcomings. You won't learn my shortcomings. But you will learn the strength, the, the, the tenacity to serve God. But, uh, but, 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 but I'm believing God that there will be a son and a daughter that will look exactly, they will follow me as I follow Jesus. I'm not afraid for, you, for me to tell you to follow me because I know I live in my life for God. Amen? And I'm praying and believing God. I want for somebody. I, I have people, I've I got people on my mind that I'm working with. And I'm working with them. They, they, they know I'm working with them also. I have them. Amen? And I'm believing God. I want day you see many obedience. Amen. And this world will be too small. God is faithful. Now, there are some people that have been in this church who, who, um, who life has been transformed. And they, 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 they say time and time again that their lives are transformed. And they came through here by just getting to know us. So we are grateful. Last but not the least, Jesus said, observe them. Say observe them. And that's the beautiful part. The beautiful part about the observing is that the, the disciple maker would trust God enough to know that God is going to take care of this person, take them higher than I've ever been. You see, I'm not just looking for somebody when I talk about making disciples. I'm, just, I'm not just looking for somebody who to just be like me. I'm looking for somebody who will surpass Amen? For Christ. Who will be more and more like Jesus. Who will surpass my tenacity. Who will surpass, surpass my, my, my commitment. Surpass my love. Surpass it. So, I'm not just looking for you to just settle. Just to look like Pastor Obi. No. I want you to be more. Amen? You see, Jesus had to trust God for the disciples. That's why he said to, to God, he said, God, I'm leaving this world. But Holy Father, keep them. Keep them and make them one as we are one. Do in them what you have done in me. The glory that you've given me, I've given it to them. Use them mightily. Look at the disciples. Twelve men. They turned the world upside down. Jesus, the anointed Son of God, powerful in all, perfect in all His ways, 
could not turn Jerusalem upside down. But his disciples were able to turn the world upside down. That's the power of multiplication. Amen? Jesus came as a seed. And that's how we need to think, look at ourselves. I'm here today and I'm sharing and encouraging and challenging you all to grow for God. It's not for me. I'm not challenging you to, to, to love God because of me. No, love God. I'm, I'm like Paul, I, am, I have engaged you to one master, one husband, and that's Jesus Christ. And I want you to see him. But what I'm saying is that I'm like a seed. I'm being planted in your life and in this place so that you can sprout out and grow. As a seed, it's one. But the fruit that comes out of the seed are many. That's what Jesus did. He planted his life in 12 men. One sermon from Peter multiplied or quadruple or whatever exponential figure. It, it carried the church from 120 to more than 3,000. 3, Just one message. And there was nowhere where the Bible tells us that the disciples said to Peter, the thing that you're preaching is so hard, we're not going to follow you anymore. No, the Bible says God kept multiplying. Kept multiplying. Why? Because Peter and the rest of the disciples got the message. They learned the principle. They, they, they understood what God was saying to them, what Jesus was doing to them. You see, disciple making is not just, just giving instruction, but the people, the disciples have to understand it. Like Jesus said to his disciples, Allah, you understand me. Amen? Because when they understand it, when you understand what God is saying, the rest is his history. That's my prayer for you. God said, observe. So Jesus sent his disciples, and he observed them. And as he observed them, they became better. And more numerous. That's what Jesus said in John chapter 12, I mean 14. The works that I do, you will do also in greater works than these shall you do because I go to my Father. Amen. The fact of it is that Jesus wants you to do more than he did. He wants you to do so much more than he did. That's his prayer. He's praying for you. Amen. He's praying for you. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. But your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, 
We are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at Bethelva.com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study, and on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website, at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin at BethelVA.com. Mm -hmm.